Before you head down the rabbit hole of home brewing equipment, listen to this podcast to see just what you need and what you don't. You're listening to The Backyard Brewer, a podcast for brewers and beginners. Brewing better beer. There are a lot of things that you can buy, but only a few things that you should buy to get started. The best approach is to start simple with things you already have in the kitchen if possible. This will keep your costs down to start with and you can add on to the basics later. If you have absolutely nothing, then the best thing you can do is buy a Cooper's or Mangrove Jack starter kit. They have everything you need to make a 23 litre batch of beer and the equipment will serve you for years to come. The kits generally include a barrel fermenter and an airtight lid, usually around 30 litres. And that's enough to make a 23 litre brew. And believe me, you don't want to go much smaller than that for a 23 litre brew, because if you end up with a lot of foaming as a result of the yeast action, then you can end up making a hell of a mess. They'll come with a tap so that you can easily decant your beer into bottles once it's fermented. A stick-on digital thermometer. And while these aren't the most accurate, they're good enough for now. A bubbler airlock and grommet. These act like the S-bend in your plumbing in that they'll let the carbon dioxide out without letting any oxygen or bugs into your beer. Once the yeast starts, you don't want oxygen getting into your beer. A basic hydrometer and maybe a measuring tube as well, depending on the kit. This is important so that you can measure the amount of sugar in your beer before you start fermentation and after fermentation is finished, and that'll give you an idea of how strong the beer is. A bottling wand so that you can decant the beer once it's finished fermenting without coming into too much contact with oxygen. A bottle brush to clean the bottles out before you use them. And generally they come with around 30, 750 mil PET bottles. That's the basic equipment you'll use every time you brew. And as I said before, it'll serve you for a long time. Now, in addition, they may include a few supplies and ingredients. Generally, there'll be some sort of cleaner in there to clean your equipment before you use it and a no rinse sanitizer. These will probably be single use, so after you've made your first brew, you'll have to go out and buy these again. But that's okay because the cleaner and the sanitizer last quite a long time. Sediment reducer, again, probably single use, and that's to just clarify the beer. I generally don't use that. I cold crush my beer by putting it into a a fridge set to around one degree Celsius, and that causes all of the yeast to fall out of suspension and that clarifies the beer quite nicely. For ingredients, depending on which kit you select, it'll come with liquid malt extract, and that's the basic flavoring for your beer, and some sort of brew enhancer or dry malt extract or dextrose to bump up the alcohol content, and then carbonation drops that you put into your bottles when you're bottling it so that you can carbonate the beer while it's in the bottle. This will pretty much cover you for creating extract and fresh wort brews, but you probably need to buy a few more supplies, mainly cleaner and sanitizer, 
and they're available at all good brewing supply stores. Once you've done a few kit beers, you may want to try out all grain brewing. So you need a few extra items, mostly a stock pot, and maybe you have one of these laying around the house that doesn't get used very often. And here's the perfect use for it. A grain bag, and that just helps with the efficiency of your brewing. And it also helps you to get the most out of your grains when you are doing an all grain brew. And hops bags. Hops bags are used when you're boiling your beer to add a little bit of flavor and some bitterness to the brew. And by using hops bags, you keep all of that out of the beer and you just get the hop oils instead. It's a lot easier to clean up this way. In a couple of weeks, once your beer is ready, you'll need some bottles, caps, and for glass bottles, a bottle capper. Now, if you're using glass bottles, I don't recommend one of those bottle cappers that you put on top of the caps and bash down with a mallet or something like that. You're probably going to end up creating a, a few accidents. What I recommend is a bottle capper that crimps the caps onto the bottles, and that way you're a lot less likely to, to shatter a bottle and, and waste some beer. Not so much worried about the bottle, it's more the beer that I'd care about. But we'll cover that in another episode. Now, once you've got your basic equipment, there are a few things that'll make your life a lot easier if you have them. First of all, a second fermentation bucket or a carboy. This will let you have a couple of brews on at the same time. So you could have one getting towards the end of fermenting and one at the start of its fermentation, cycling your beer around and you're never going to run out. If you go for a carboy, you'll also need a carboy brush or a cleaner of some sort so that you can get inside the bottle and give it a good clean out before you use it. And again, with the carboys, you need a bung or a stopper. If you go to your brewing supply store, they'll be able to help you get set up. You'll need an additional airlock and a separate temperature strip for on the side of your carboy or fermentation bucket. Another handy thing to have is a separate thermometer so that you can more accurately measure the temperature of your mash and your wort, particularly before you pitch your yeast so that you know you're pitching at the right temperature. You'll need a tall measuring cylinder for your hydrometer if it didn't come as part of your kit. And that just means that you're not using a lot of wort every time you want to measure the, the gravity of your beer. In order to get that wort, the best thing to use is either a beer thief or that's really just a fancy turkey baster. So I'd head down to Big W and, and just grab a turkey baster. Now, if you really want to get fancy, there are a few other things that can make your life even easier, but are completely optional. So don't feel that you've got to go out and get them by any stretch of the imagination. And I'll give you a tip. This is the entrance to that rabbit hole that I warned you about before. If you get a carboy, then carrying it round isn't the easiest thing. So getting a carboy handle that attaches to the neck will make lifting it a lot easier. You can also get jet bottle washers and, and they just use a stream of high pressure water to make sure that your bottles are, are getting really clean and that you're getting all of the sediment out of them. A bucket opening tool so that you can save your fingers when you're opening the lid to your fermentation buckets and a funnel so that you don't spill any of that precious amber liquid when you're filling up your carboys or buckets. And last but not least, an auto siphon. 
Now, depending on how you're decanting your beer, an auto siphon is a great way to do it so that you minimize contact with oxygen. There are also a few supplies that you'll need to brew and I've mentioned some of them before. Apart from your ingredients, you'll need something to clean up your equipment. Something like PBW or Brewer's Friend or sodium percarbonate are good choices. I personally use sodium percarbonate because it works really well and it's not too harsh. You'll also need some star sand or as it's called in Australia, Stella sand to sanitize anything that's going to come into contact with your beer. The only additions you'll need in the early days are Campton tablets and they can get rid of that chlorine smell that some city water supplies have and Werflock tablets to clear up your water if you're doing all grain. Now all that's left to do is wait for carbonation to happen, chill and enjoy the fruits of your labour. As usual, links for all the items mentioned in the podcast are in the blog post that goes along with this podcast back on backyardbrewer.ninja. Don't forget to follow the podcast and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube to stay up to date with the latest news and episodes. All the links are on our website. From the sunny hills north of Bris Vegas, you've been listening to The Backyard Brewer.